From Walking in Grace, this is the Straight Truth Podcast, Christian truths in an increasingly secular world. Our next question has to do with a biblical passage. 2 Samuel 11 is the story of David and Bathsheba, and uh, it's, it's often uh, become confused among some as to uh, what actually takes place here, uh, especially as it relates to uh, David. Did he actually commit rape of Bathsheba? And then secondly, uh, was Bathsheba, see if it wasn't rape, or was she a willing participant in this act of adultery? Um, or did David simply take her against her will? I think one of the things we have to be afraid of, Josh, be wary of in our reading of Scripture is to read the Word of God through the eyes of our cultural moment. Right. And I once was young and now I'm old. <laughs> and I'm not saying that this hasn't been a debate on some scholarly level for years and years and years, but I can tell you for sure, just in the life of the church, I never heard that that take on it, that David raped her mm -hmm. until recent times. Mm -hmm. And I think it has to do with what's going on in our culture. Mm -hmm. The Me Too movement, um, a high sensitivity to, uh, and, so, and some of it very legitimate, a high sensitivity to the sexual abuse of women. And so mm -hmm. I think this is what has, has led to that interpretation mm -hmm. of the text. You and I talked about it before we filmed this, that in, you know, two chapters later, you have a rape that occurs with Tamar. Mm -hmm. And there's specific language used that indicates that she was violated. Mm -hmm. The same word is used in Deuteron Deuteronomy chapter 22, when you talk about laws that God put in place against rape violate. This is a word that's used in Deuteronomy 22. It's used in 2 Samuel chapter 13. That word is not used in 2 Samuel chapter 11. Mm -hmm. Did David do wrong? Yes. Mm -hmm. Did, would Bathsheba have felt some sort of pressure from the standpoint of him being the king and all the rest? Probably, yes. I, I don't know that. The text doesn't say that. Mm -hmm. But just knowing human nature, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that. But was she raped? There's no indication in the text mm -hmm. that he raped her. Mm -hmm. But there's enough wrong in the text that for, for David to be condemned regardless, mm -hmm. right? I mean, he committed adultery. He took another man's wife. The prophet comes later and, and brings out David's sin with the, the tale of one taking one man's one little ewe lamb for himself. I mean, David's wrong in what he does. And then, of course, he's involved in, in having her husband, Uriah, put to death on the front lines, which amounts to murder. I mean, so, so there's enough there to condemn David without him having raped mm -hmm. her. To David's credit, when he's confronted with this sin, he repents. Mm -hmm. God's testimony concerning David is that he's a man after God's own heart. Mm -hmm. David is still set forth in positive ways throughout the Old Testament scriptures and into the, into the New Testament scriptures. So I think what's happening is we've got a cultural moment mm -hmm. being read onto scripture instead of reading those texts mm. and letting them say what they say. And so, no, I don't, I don't think he raped her. Mm -hmm. He sinned against her, just mm -hmm. like he sinned against God. Mm -hmm. Every sexual sin is not just a sin against God. It's a sin against another person. It's a, it's a sin against your own body. Mm. And it's a very unique sin in, in the way that it destroys people. And of course, David, the aftermath of David's sin is horrific. Mm -hmm. I mean, he just experiences one heartbreak after another heartbreak after mm. another heartbreak. And so there's, there's no doubt God severely dealt with, with David due to his sin, and his, and his sin itself had its own troubles wrapped up in it. Mm -hmm. So 
That's clear. Yeah, the sword shall never depart from your house, as said uh, to David uh, after that. And clearly it seems to me that the weight of, um, of the consequence of this and also the weight of who has sinned is not at all on Bathsheba in this, in this whole story. It's all on David. Da mm -hmm. It's clearly David's sin, which is highlighted here in his act, which brought upon the sword in his house and all this turmoil that, that happened later. The emphasis right? of the text is on that. I will say, however, and, and um, I think you would agree with this, that when you talk about Deuteronomy 22, and even when you see what happened with Tamar, mm -hmm. two chapters later, Tamar says no. Mm -hmm. She cries out. She cries out, and this is what's required, right? Mm -hmm. and, and there's no record of any resistance like that on the part of Bathsheba. Mm -hmm. There's none. So absent rape, mm -hmm. what, was there any guilt on the part of Bathsheba as well? Yes. Mm -hmm. Even though the text doesn't place its emphasis there. David has a higher responsibility. He's in a higher place of, of authority. Mm -hmm. God's, he's the king, and God deals with him for his sin. That's where the emphasis is in the text. Mm -hmm. But you can't, I don't think we can say that Bathsheba was guiltless mm -hmm. unless she resisted, and there's no evidence in the text that she resisted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we do have this uh, real challenge, I think, when we read a text like this, which is, you know, um, it's making the text say something that it doesn't really say. That's the problem, right. and, and we don't need to do it, and no one else needs to do it. Mm -hmm. We don't want to. We don't want to uh, preach the blank uh, spaces. Let's deal with what the text tells us. Mm -hmm. And God has no problem communicating. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so what He emphasizes is what we need to emphasize. Mm -hmm. What He's silent about is what we need to be silent about. And mm -hmm. that's the problem I have with reading rape into the text. It doesn't say that. Mm -hmm. and, and so even when it comes to the emphasis on the sin issues there, what does God emphasize? He emphasizes the king's sin. I'm fine, let's mm -hmm. emphasize the king's sin. Mm -hmm. Perfectly, that's what we need to do. But what, what, what I, I fear we've done with that text in our day mm -hmm. is taken a moment, a cultural moment, mm -hmm. the Me Too mo uh, movement, the, the justifiable emphasis on the abuse of women, and we've read it into 2 Samuel chapter 11. We don't need to do that. Yeah, and, and, um, and I think we shouldn't downplay uh, David's forgiveness. You already mentioned this. I mean, Nathan exposes the sin to David, and immediately you have David saying, I have sinned against the Lord. And, and uh, Nathan says, uh, your sin has been forgiven. You shall not die. Yes. And, uh, and really the defining characteristic of David's reign, which which is pervasive through the narrative, but also afterwards, is that David's heart always remained wholly devoted to the Lord above all things. And then we also have a text like Psalm 51 of his repentance, yes. which we have nothing else like that of any other king, certainly, right. uh, in the rest of the Bible. And so we clearly have somebody who is sorrowful over what he has done. David's amazing that way. Even, he wasn't even, canceled. He wasn't, uh, right. you're no longer king anymore. Right? And even when yeah. it comes to building the temple, and he's told that he can't do it. Yes. There's yeah. a humility there. There's, yeah. a, there's a sweetness in David that remains for the rest of his life. Yeah. This is a challenge for the moment that, you know, I'm sure we'll get some angry responses to this one, but this is a challenge for the moment. Do we, do we really believe the gospel? Mm -hmm. Do we believe that people who do horrific things can be forgiven? Right. And, and are we willing to extend forgiveness where God has given forgiveness? Mm -hmm. So we, we should echo everything God says and what he says about these sins we need to say and what he says about the horrific nature of them we need to agree with and what the Bible says about the guilt of these things and what they deserve, we say amen. But then when the Bible tells us that forgiveness is real, 
we need to say amen. Mm -hmm. And when, we, when the Bible tells us about the transformation of people's lives, mm -hmm. and such were some of you. First Corinthians speaks of all sorts of issues, and such were some of you, but you've been washed. I mean, do we believe that? So cancel culture is a problem because it doesn't believe in the power of the gospel. It, you can never really be forgiven. You, mm -hmm. The stain will never be removed. And that's not what we see on the pages of scripture. Mm -hmm. So we need to believe all of the Bible, not just about the guilt of sin, but about the powerful forgiveness of sin and mm -hmm. the powerful transformation of, of sinners. Mm -hmm. and, it, and but for the grace of God, we're all condemned. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Straight Truth Podcast. Now, Straight Truth is listener supported. So if you'd like to find out ways how you can help us to continue to produce this podcast, you can go to our website and find out ways to do that, straighttruth.net. At that website, you'll also find links to all of our previous episodes and our social media channels, so be sure to check it out. Straight Truth is a production of Walking in Grace Ministries, the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Richard Caldwell. For more information, go to walkingandgrace.org.